Father and the Wolves, a guide to elevate fatherhood, fix families, and save the world. I'm B.T. Higgins, author, speaker, and host of this podcast. Welcome to Episode 11. Chapter 2. The Wolf Problem I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Matthew 10, 16, NIV. Wolves. There is a long history of using wolves to signify the threats we face. In this book, I have chosen to continue the practice. The sin-broken world, our secular nation, and even the neighborhoods where we live contain many entities with harmful designs and plans for our kids. Most of these wolves consider themselves good-intentioned, but by focusing on outcomes, we can untangle intentions from results. They don't appear to be dangerous to your children, but they are. We must learn to recognize negative influencers and messages so we can protect our young ones and, as they grow in age and understanding, inoculate them. Throughout this chapter, I will describe some of the cultural wolves I believe you should be on guard against. If we do nothing, the world will exert its seductive and destructive influence throughout our kids' foundational years. Then, by the time our kids have grown, the indoctrination will have permeated their souls, affecting their thoughts, words, actions, values, priorities, habits, and goals. Like wolves, our adversaries are persistent. They are coordinated and ferocious. They are tireless and resilient. They are dangerous. They are sniffing around our houses for their next kill. Our kids require protection while we prepare them to be in the world, but not of the world. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, as I am not of it. John 17, 14 through 16, NIV. The wolf pack is always hungry. This verse makes it clear who we are opposing when we protect our kids from the world's influence, the evil one. Elsewhere, the devil is described similarly. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. 1 Peter 5, 8, NIV. Imagine an ancient family living in a cave. The wolves are howling outside, desperate for an easy meal. Every night the father builds a fire at the mouth of the cave to keep the destructive canines at bay. When they grow desperate and try to sneak past the flames, he must step into the gap with a sharp stick and drive them away. The babies in the back of the cave are counting on him. He must not fail. They are the future. They are precious. So. He stands guard while the babies sleep, making plans for their protection and training. Someday, they will be strong enough to hold back the wolves. He will teach them what they need to know. But tonight, amid the howls, he stokes the fire and stands in the gap, no matter the cost. Today, the threats we face are less obvious. We don't physically battle with wolves as the ancients did. That is not to say that we will never need to physically protect our families. That is possible, but rare. 
we will not dwell on physical self-defense, as that is not the subject of this book. Most of our wolves are more stealthy, wishing to co-opt our kids' minds and allegiance. They use subtle and attractive tactics to get their paws in our cave. In our digital age, they get in with ease through screens, publications, and friends. No need to risk the fire and the spear. We invite them in because they offer convenience, entertainment, the promise of safety, or free daycare. Indeed, most families don't ever recognize the threat. They let the wolves steer the direction of their family and determine the outcome of their kids' lives. Much of their work, energy, and time in raising healthy kids is undermined by the evil one, with the goal of the child rejecting healthy morality and righteousness for the baser religions of nihilism, relativism, and hedonism. The wolves have designs for what our kids will believe, their morality, their life goals, and even how they speak. Most kids will fall prey to the wolves. I don't understand how so many parents are okay with this outcome. Kids can't withstand the onslaught of the influencers and the bullies by themselves. How could they? In my estimation, only when parents choose to defend the family cave do the kids have a chance of maintaining their value system into adulthood. There are no guarantees in this business, of course, for the appeal of the world is attractive and pervasive. Every child will ultimately choose whom they will serve. A parent cannot do that for them. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24:15, NIV. Never underestimate the power of a parent standing firm in their decision to follow the Lord. They model life in Christ and raise the next generation of Joshua's. After deciding, a father must see the world differently. He must decode the messaging. He must discern the future effects of every convenience or compromise. He must discover his blind spots and affect change in his habits. This involves some wisdom and decisive action. This is the calling of a father. According to Matthew 10:16, we are to be shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. I believe a shrewd father must defend against cultural influences when the kids are young and their brains are still developing. Anything short of this is unacceptable. I want good and wholesome things for my kids. Don't worry, this book is not about being afraid or making molehills into mountains. This book is about being truthful about the influencers that are competing for your kids' attention. We will identify the plans and purposes these influencers have for your child's future, so you know what you are up against. Once we see a wolf, how should we handle it? It's a lot easier to ignore it and hope things work out okay. Most fathers take this route. That's why most kids are influenced so much by their friends, culture, and formal education. These groups are tirelessly speaking into your kids' lives. 
Just think about the hours that those three groups accumulate. A K-12 education takes 15,210 hours. Do you think it takes that much time to learn reading, writing, and math? Of course it doesn't. At least half of those hours are dedicated to messaging, indoctrination, and babysitting. I was a public school teacher for 12 years. Every year, district policies pushed more messaging, and fewer academics could be accomplished. Public schools aggressively pursue their political agendas, all while appearing to have the students' success as their highest priority and demanding more money for the kids. The truth is that they have their designs for your child's mind and spend thousands of hours messaging to them starting in kindergarten. How can you compete with six and a half hours a day? What about after school? Friends and culture are always available to suck up the rest of the hours. Assuming an average of eight hours of sleep per day, a kid has nine and a half hours more to spend. How about playing video games with friends? Do you know who your kids play games with online? The average number of hours the child spends on screens per day is five. That's 21,900 hours spent on screens by age 12. For teenagers, the average is nine hours daily. That's 19,710 additional hours by the time a kid turns 18. In every show that your kids watch, the creators slip in their messages. Nudge, nudge, nudge. How about those ads? What messages are they sending? Nudge. How much time will you be able to spend with your kids? It may be easier to ignore the wolves, but the result will be a literal theft of their hearts and minds. Have you decided you don't want to ignore the wolves any longer? That's great. Before we continue, let me bring a word of caution. Once you start seeing wolves, all you see are wolves. It's terrifying. A father could respond by worrying more, fretting endlessly, staying up at night listening to their howls. This is not the right response. Do not allow yourself to live in a state of fear. Fixating on the influencers is an unproductive trap. Don't fall for it. Your energy is much more effectively spent on positive, proactive action steps like the ones I will discuss in this book. The wolves may be many, but you are D.A.D. A father has a singular, special, influential position in their kids' lives. Second only to mothers. The hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. William Ross Wallace The father decisions you make can have more influence than all the wolves. Keep reading. I will show you how. In the remainder of this chapter, I will identify some key dangers and discuss ways you can step into the gap to protect your bundles of joy. Take a moment before you continue listening to the next episode. How have you been protecting your kids from dangerous influencers? How have your kids responded to this? Do you and your wife agree on things that the kids should be protected from? I encourage you to write down your thoughts in a notebook. This has been Father and the Wolves, a guide to elevate fatherhood, fix families, and save the world by B.T. Higgins. You've just listened to Wolves, but there's a lot more to come. 
please continue to the next episode to continue the book. I encourage you to take time, listen on, and start taking your role as a father more seriously. You can find B.T. Higgins at bthiggins.com or the email contact bthigginsbooks at outlook.com. Thanks for listening.